Welcome back to Mindful Endeavors. I am your host, New Age Alchemist. As always, we want like to start off with a mental disclaimer, with a disclaimer saying that we're not mental health professionals. We're not advocating or giving any medical advice. We're just here talking about the topic of mental health and as well as the outdoors and how they kind of play together in terms of you know providing some kind of decompression and you know stress relief. Uh, we encourage you to seek help if you need it, and of course, as always, we encourage the conversations to keep going. Okay, so Maddie, uh, you are a girlfriend of a guest that we had before, NorCal Tankara, Nick, um, and that's how kind of you put me through, and you know, through you, and then definitely want to have you have you on. So uh, also, you are very active on Instagram. You have a hiking page, and I do love to hike, even though I moved away from California to. Texas, where there's not a whole lot to hike. <laughs> I was a little, yeah, I kind of shot myself in the foot, metaphorically speaking, but, you know, go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit more. Yeah, so my name's Maddie. Uh, I'm from Paradise, California, and I'm a backpacker and hiker. So, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you're, you are also a, you know, backpacker and hiker, and you kind of more focus on the hiking aspect whereas you know nick kind of you know mm -hmm. he does the whole thing car fishing right but uh he did mention in the podcast that you guys do take pack backpacking trips together so yeah yeah definitely um yeah i'm just really thankful that he likes to go because before him i was mostly going alone um i actually started off solo backpacking um mm -hmm. back in 2018 so i was like doing this by myself for a long time before i met anybody else who really enjoyed it so it's it's been a lot of fun um to see him like, you know, try something totally new because he's never done it before and, you know, be able to expand on his hobbies through it. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. Have you, has he gotten you into uh, Tenkara fishing or no? No, I'm not patient enough. <laughs> get, like... You're not. Oh my God. So does that, so it does require patience then. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, it's, I'll be there like two minutes. I'm like, I'm not catching anything. I'm going to go like climb something. I don't know. Like I just like <laughs> on the pool all the time. Oh man. Well, I mean, tell us how you kind of got into hiking. I know you you just did the solo thing, like the solo backpacking for a little bit, but were you hiking way before 2018 or? Um, not a whole lot. Um, I really started hiking back in high school and college. Um, I, I'm a photography major, so that's like that was my area of study all through school, and I love art. Um, and I had a friend who lived in uh, the Feather River Canyon near where I lived. And there's just so many hiking opportunities out there. So he would take me to these places and show me these places. And I would take my camera and I would always get these like crazy shots of, uh, you know, places that are surprisingly local. Um, and everybody really seemed to enjoy them. And I just liked like the adventure aspect of it. And then I eventually just started kind of seeing how far I could go. Like it was fun. Some of the places we'd go, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't think I could do that. Um, and I did it and I'm like, man, I really want to like push myself to the limits and figure, figure out like how far can I go? Um, so I actually started kind of getting away from the photography aspect of it. Uh, I got kind of annoyed that I was spending like too much time like behind the lens. I felt like it wasn't really like in the moment and I was missing out on a lot of stuff. So I just started hiking around. Um, we have like a lot of places around here to go, you know, within like a 30 drive, um, I started doing that and then I, I started doing that alone pretty quickly just because it's so hard to find people that like to hike or do much of anything and I'm like I'm not gonna wait around for like all these people to figure their lives out like I'm gonna go 
and that led me to backpacking. I took my first solo backpacking trip in October of 2018, and it was like the I, I was so bad at it. My pack was like 40 pounds, and I went like probably three miles round trip, and I thought I was gonna die. I was like, oh my god, like this is so hard. Um, and I don't know. I just like I fell in love with it, and uh, unfortunately, November 2018. I lost my home and my town in the campfire and oh. like, Oh my God, like I can't, I can't believe this is happening. I had like all my backpacking gear. I was like, uh, you know, I was, I knew I was bad at it, but I was already kind of like tossing around the idea of the PCT. Like I was just that enthralled in it. Like it just, it felt so right. And yeah, that happened. And I'm like, Oh my God, like what, what do you do? You don't ever expect that to happen to you. Um, right. So I kind of got myself back up on my feet the best I could. And I just like devoted everything I had to, to continuing that. And I've, I've been doing it ever since. So that's. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I'm kind of shocked that you just kind of like mentioned like the fires, like, Oh, like, you know, fire happened. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it wait, happened. what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, cause I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a stranger to that. Like I grew up in Southern California. So <clears throat> I remember there were times where my mom would walk me to school and she would tell me like, cover your mouth and, or, or, you know, should I have me put something over my mouth? Cause the sky was gray and not in the, you know, dark cloudy way. It was just really gray. And sometimes you would see you, you'd wake up in the morning, look outside and you'd see all the like the little ash just piled up on maybe like about a quarter inch high off the car. So, you know, and yeah, so I, I get that part. But uh, so yeah, when it comes to like what you're saying about hiking, like you didn't really, you could, you know, do so much like Yeah. Cause I've, the one hike I remember when my friends took me off the coast of Palos Verdes, you know, in Southern California and, you know, on the way down, I was like, Oh, this is, you know, this is not too bad and everything. And then she, and then she was telling me like, okay, so now we're pretty much done. We can keep going. And it, you know, it's like another five miles or six miles. It's super easy. Or we can go back this way. It's only like two miles because we were basically coming down off the shore. So we saw like, you know, like the whales and, you know, a bunch of manatees and stuff like that. Uh, but then, you know, it was shorter that way, but, there was some there was some rock climbing involved unfortunately and i was just like oh rock climbing <laughs> yeah so I, I mean and for some reason like this i mean my friend she was like she's like five one like 90 pounds like you know like and she tells me like hey you should go first and i'm like wait what and like yeah and i'll go right behind you i'm like no what if i slip and fall you're like you're pretty much done you know so but luckily i made it just like the sheer like motivation of like don't fall because you will crush your friend. Don't call. <laughs> don't fall. Don't fall. <laughs> Made it up there. So, yeah. It's. I mean, yeah. So anyway, so um, it, please uh, let us know. Like, I mean, please let us. Uh, sorry. Please tell us more about like how like you know like the hiking and the backpacking because I mean you do tend to you know get into different adventures like when you're backpacking, especially you know out in areas where you don't you're not familiar with, but. How does that kind of like help you when it comes to like mental health and like, you know, oh man, you know, though. How, how doesn't it? It's, it's like <clears throat> the only thing that makes me feel right. Like when everything else could be just terrible, that's the only thing that like does it for me. And I think a lot of it is, is it's like you learn lessons when you're backpacking that you can just really apply to everyday life. Um, for example, like kind of like what you mentioned, um, like pushing yourself to the limits and like you can do a lot more than you think and mm -hmm. that that like bleeds through to everyday life too so with the fire 
you know, I had this terrible event. I, I basically lost everything I owned. I had my car and the clothes I was wearing that day and my purse and that was it. So it's like, when you're in situations like that, sometimes it's hard to like stop and think like, what am I actually capable of? Like, can I get through this? You know, do I have the resource to do this? Like, am I smart enough to do this? Am I strong enough to do this? And it's like, I think, you know, with backpacking is very similar because it's like this also this situation where you can't just like quit. You're stuck in it because it's like, you know, if you're five, six miles out and you're like, oh, I'm too tired. I want to go back or I, I'm done with this. I just want to go home. Well, you still have to go that five or six miles back. You can't just give up. So mm -hmm. I backpacking taught me a lot of persistence and to just really try every day, even if it seems hard and even if it seems impossible and even if it hurts, because it's like it's going to get better and you're going to get better. Um, so it was like I kind of tried to apply those some of those lessons I learned um, just getting over the fire and and getting through that, because it's, you know, sometimes you look at the big picture of something terrible that's happening in life you know, or a feeling that you're feeling and it's just so big and daunting and you're like, how the heck am I ever going to conquer that? Um, but, you know, if you try every day, you definitely can. Uh, so that, you know, when I, when I initially lost my home, I stayed in a friend's apartment. Well, she wasn't even really a friend. She was kind of a, just a coworker. <laughs> she let me stay in her apartment and we stayed there for about a week. And we looked for housing pretty much immediately because we knew what was going on. We couldn't find any nearby. So I ended up moving to this town, this orchard town, like an hour away from where I work. And I had no family. Uh, the, the person I was living with wasn't wasn't very patient with my grieving process. And I had just a lot of time alone to figure out what the heck just happened. And I started running and I started preparing because I told myself I was going to do this 100-mile hike. I was going to do this uh, section of the Pacific Crest Trail that's 100 miles and I was going to do it by myself. And I was going to crush that. And, you know, I was going to, if I could be strong enough to do that, like maybe I could get over this trauma that happened in my life. And I just pretty much devoted everything um, when I lived there to that. I would run like, I did this thing where I'd try to run five miles in 40 minutes and see how many times I could do that back to back to back to back. Um, and I, that's all I would do when I lived there. And I eventually um, ended up, there's an opportunity for me to move back. Um, my parents' home, they're north of, of Paradise, and they're, they're, they have a big horse ranch, and it survived somehow. And my mom had this, like, super dilapidated travel trailer. She's like, oh, you can just come live here. It's great. Um, you know, come back. Come back to the ridge. Like, we miss you, all this stuff. And so I, I was thinking, like, you know, I, I figured the, the travel trailer is probably pretty crappy because it's sort of how it is up there. And I'm like, oh, God, like, do I want to do that? Like, you know, do I want to just try to find an apartment for myself? What am I going to do? And I just kind of remembered, like, what is best for me to go on this hike? Because every, everything that, yeah, everything I worked towards was just going on this on this thing. And I, I ultimately decided that living in the travel trailer was the cheapest option and I could buy more backpacking gear if I lived. <laughs> so I decided to live there and continued to live there for a year and a half. Um, and then, you know, when I moved back there, I told my mom of my, my plan to do this hike and this backpacking trip. And she's like, well, who are you going with? I'm like, no one, like I'm going with me. I got to sort, you know, I got to sort some stuff out. You know, I, I don't know what's going on. Like I lost all sense of permanence. Like nothing feels like home. Um, you know, I lost, like, I'm an artist. I lost all of my art. Uh, unfortunately my pets also died in the fire. My three cats. So I had a lot of things going on where it's just like, 
why me? Like this, this sucks. And I was struggling with a lot of depression. Um, I had alcohol problems before, admittedly, but they definitely got worse. And I finally just said like, look, enough is enough. Like I can't, I can keep wallowing in self-pity or I can go do something about it. And that's, that's when I did that hike. And I mean, that, that hike completely changed my life. Um, it really puts things in perspective and, you know, shows you that you really are strong enough to overcome these big obstacles, even when you feel like you can't. So I think I like backpacking because it gives you that solitude. It gives you the time to think. Uh, it's a mm -hmm. And it's, it's important to kind of move at a more human speed sometimes because it's easy to get lost and all jumbled up with like everything that's happening in the world or even sometimes just things that are happening in your life or your community. And it's, it's overwhelming. And, you know, sometimes it just feels like too much and you're like, I can't take any more. But then you go out there and you backpack and you just walk. And you're moving at a human speed, like the speed you're supposed to. There are no screens and lights and all this crap going on. It's just like, you know, the core essence of like, I, I don't know, like what it means to be a human and just moving at your your speed. So yeah, like what it means to be part of the biosphere versus like how we. I, I think, I mean, just because I mean, it's not. I don't know if it's a, out of pure arrogance or something, or just because you know we're like you said, we're just constantly in like the the hustle and bustle. Like we we tend to think that we're not part of the biosphere when we really should we really are we took somehow because you know we live in concrete jungles or you know suburbs and stuff like that we're a little bit more displaced so we don't really consider like that we are you know nature like even though yeah to a certain degree we can manipulate it i guess but you know like you said like it, it really kind of puts things in perspective because that's one of the things that um uh kind of made me want to do take the route of the podcast the way I'm taking it in terms of mental health and the outdoors. Cause like you said, like, like your experience kind of like gave you so, a lot of soft skills that, you know, they, over, they are beneficial in, in other aspects of life. And mm -hmm. I feel the same way when it came to fishing, cause fish, fishing is truly like my first, like real, like outdoors activity that I actually really got into, you know, I hiked here and there, but it wasn't like, I mean, I wanted to do it a lot, but I don't know. I guess I was just lazy and my priorities were shifting, you know, during that time. So, yeah, yeah. But, you know, and it's really good that you talk about that because like, uh, yeah, like you're, you're the perfect example of like how like a lot of people like, like if you get out and do it, you'll realize that you can do a lot more than when you think most of the time. Like and a lot of people, I think, you know, when it comes to starting even something that's like not related to the outdoors is like starting a business a lot of people think that they can't do it but if you really just try like you never know like how much you can really accomplish and that perseverance can, can push you through a lot yeah a lot of people use that excuse too they'll be like oh well, i'm not as fit as you or i don't have as much time i've had people ask me like oh well you know you don't work so and i'm like no i work a 40 hour a week job like i work full time and yeah i'm, I'm fit but it's because i've i've worked hard to be fit. There was a time in my life where I wasn't fit. I actually had um, total spinal fusion when I was 16. And the doctor was like, your life might not be the same. Like you could be paralyzed. You could be fine. Like we don't know. So, you know, that, that, you know, that kind of overcomes all odds that, you know, I came through that and it did turn out okay. So it's like, shoot, you know, don't, don't use things as excuses. Cause it's like for a long time, even I'd be like, Oh, I can't do that. My back, I've got a bad back. I can't do that. I can't do that. You know? And, and with that attitude, I couldn't, but it's once you start saying like, no, I can do that. You know, I might not be able to do it today or right now, but if you keep trying, you absolutely can. So I don't, I don't like excuses, you know? Um, 
yeah, it's like there's reasons, you know, there are legit reasons why people can't do things. But most of the time I've learned it's just an excuse. It's like not fine to it. And you actually like set the time aside. Anyone can do it. Like I can do it. I'm just a normal person. Like so can everybody else. And, I, and you know, going outside is free. So it's like, OK, what's stopping you? <laughs> right. Like, yeah, it's it's super free. So like and yeah, like I mean, I think uh, like you said, like I like the what you said, like there's reasons, but there's, you know. Yeah, there are reasons, but not excuses. Like, no mm -hmm. excuses, right? Because I think you're right on that. Huge difference. Yeah, huge difference. Yeah, huge difference. And uh, because I, I do, like, get a lot of people, like, telling me, like, did you quit your job? Like, why are you, like, because, like, I started <laughs> posting fishing stuff all, all the time now, like, on, on my main account. They're like, what, did you quit fishing? Like, no, I just, you know, I've gone, like, an hour here, an hour there, you know, like, sometimes I just carry a, a rod in my car, and if I see, like, Oh wait, I have like an hour before I go somewhere else. Like I'll just stop by and fish. Yeah, I spend every weekend backpacking. I've gone every weekend since like mid-May. But that means like, you know, working all week. And I also play I play softball. So I like work all week. I play softball. And on the weekend, instead of sleeping in and getting rest, I'm like up really killing myself on these hikes because I want to do it. And I want to be there. Yeah. Like, you know, I am tired all the time, but that's all right. It's worth it for me. And it's it's worth it to get out there. It's it's like you're you're tired, but at the same time energized to keep going, right? Oh, like, absolutely. yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Omniac, anyways. So I'm like, I don't sleep that much, regardless. So I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird because like uh, I know people that um like can run off of four hours of sleep perfectly fine without any like stimulant like coffee or anything like that. I'm like, how? Because like if I have insomnia, I can. But like if I just am you know screwing around and I stay up hella late, oh god, I feel like death. And Nick will be like, I slept two hours. It's fine. I'm like, what? It's not like, how do you do this? I would die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly it. Like, um, like the, the, some of the people that have told me that can sleep, like that I know will sleep on four hours just because I live with them at one point in my life. Um, yeah, like they're always busy, like doing different things. Like, you know, they're doing rugby. They're doing, uh, at the time they were doing school, but, you know, rugby, school, and then plus trying to do their side hustle. And uh, there's people that sleep eight hours and they wake up still tired. Yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> but I don't think that's you though, because I mean, you just said it yourself. Like you on the weekends, you don't sleep well just to go, uh, you know. Yeah. I can. I can stop. <laughs> that's about it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, but like, um, I think, um, yeah, back to the point where we we're trying to make that. Uh, uh, a lot of it, like you said, is, is is excuses, but I think also too, like when you're talking about like how you went backpacking solo, um, like a lot of people are afraid of being alone with their thoughts, right? Their own thoughts. Cause I always tell people like, have you ever, right? Yeah. Have you ever tell, have you ever like tried weapon? Oh, I said, that's how you sort stuff out. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I've always asked uh, several people like, uh, have you ever like just taken a car ride with no music? And they're like, no, you should try it. And they don't try it, I guess. Cause they're afraid of like, I'm going to be bored or, you know, whatever. But like, I, the whole entire trip from California to Texas, I think all but like four hours of that trip, it was a 22, 23 hour uh, trip. Four hours of that were the only like four hours that actually had any noise. And that was just because I was listening to two uh, podcast uh, episodes from, from, from something and everything, the entire rest of the time, rest of the time was just silence. And I was looking at all the stuff that I was passing by. And then, like you said, sorting some stuff out and everything. And definitely I think, made the transition of going from California to Texas because I left all my family behind. So I'm like, you know, out here. 
Uh, and yeah, I think it helped a lot. Yeah, for sure. I think it's important too that people are bored sometimes. Like if you're bored, you need you, like you should be, you know, I think especially with just how overstimulated we are as a society, um, people don't have an opportunity to just be bored. And I think sometimes a lot of really good thoughts about life or thoughts about your life or kind of introspective thoughts happen because you're bored and you have time to yourself and you're just sitting there like, oh, you know, what do I do? And I'm like, you know, whenever I'm wondering that, I'm like, well, what's something about me that I don't like and how can I change it? <laughs> you know, I'm like making lists about things I want to improve on. But I think a lot of people just get distracted with the phones and the screens and the talking and the people and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, it has a time and a place, but you have to have that time to be bored because otherwise you're just not, you know, I don't think you're having that important kind of introspective time. Right. And I think um, I was going to say, you, you are the second person that has said that has said that um, boredom is good uh, for the same reason too. Like, you know, cause <laughs> the other person, I, yeah, I think the other person that uh, I know they were on the podcast, they, they mentioned it briefly. We like, they were talking about how, like, I think a lot of it, like why we have, lost a lot of the creativity as a society. Like we see like, you know, not to bash Marvel, but you see a bunch of stuff being, you know, re remade and all that stuff. Like, you know, uh, like there's no creativity anymore because no one's really bored anymore. Like we don't have like, like if you're bored, you're like you said, you're constantly thinking of certain things to improve and you're yeah. like, Whoa, well maybe I should work on this and I'll just work on that. Or maybe like, Hey, I have an idea for, why don't I just try making a new comic book or something like, you know, mm -hmm. And you're the second person to really say that. So oh, that's I think <laughs> what happened? True. that's ironic. So it means it's true. I was going to say, yeah, there's definitely some, some truth behind it for sure. hundred percent true. Yeah. Cause um, I, I often think about like technology, like, yeah, you know, it's supposed to have brought us together, but it actually, uh, it's done the opposite. It's driven us further apart. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's like, you know, I, I'm on Instagram. I post my pictures and stuff, but yeah, it's like the people who live on there and just like their only kind of good feeling they can get about themselves is based off of how many likes their picture got by all these people that they don't even know. It's just like, dude, you gotta like, you gotta get that from you. Like you can't depend on other people for that. Like you gotta, yeah, you just have to have that time to yourself and like, yeah, just like yourself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the way the way I've uh, viewed uh, Instagram for the longest time is like more of like kind of just my personal collage, like just post mm -hmm. memories that I want to post. And uh, I got it a little, I mean, at the beginning when I started again doing the fishing stuff, like I think I got in, sucked into that whole influencer thing type of thing. And it's like, ugh, I hated it. I'm bad at that. I'm not very, I don't know. I always tell Nick, I'm like, you're so good at being neutral because I'm like, if I think something stupid, I'll be like, no, nah, that sucks. Like, <laughs> people's skills are kind of poor i'm like yeah that's okay <laughs> well it, yeah it's just weird because like um ah like i see people like a lot of people that i see like not even just in fishing community but just in in general on instagram they'll try to like cater to a certain brand right um and that's fine if you like the brand of whatever like shoes or whatever and uh or or you know in my case like you know fishing lures and stuff but it's like uh, a lot of it is like to just try to get like a, a mention from them right um, and some people can uh, uh, was it compartmentalize like that between you know seeking like approval and that right and just that activity and that's fine. But I feel like a lot of like especially like with teenagers, a lot of it like it gets it starts messing with their head really. Oh, absolutely. And uh, one of the things that I do like about Instagram now is that they 
have a feature where you can hide your light count. Oh, so, yeah. I heard about. I'm like, I don't think I can. Enough. Like, that's another complicated phone thing. I don't want to figure out. <laughs> All you have to do is just go to the post and just hide the light count. It's not. It's not too. It's not too difficult. Oh my god, it's a cool waterfall. Put that up. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> it's it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, and it's a. It's really beneficial because like, so you have a lot of people judging you, and then sometimes that might, for some reason, re resonate with with them, and they will start hating for some odd reason. I don't know why. I mean, people. Um, but um, <laughs> you know, it also keeps you from like, all right, well, you know, if I don't have that many likes, you know, I don't want the entire world doesn't have to know how many how many likes I really get proposed. If they like, if they like my post, they'll like it. If not, all right, you keep move on. That's not why you do it. You shouldn't do it for the likes, I guess. Just do it because you exactly. Just because what? Just because you think it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. A lot of times you should post like what you want and what you like, like, you know, and uh, yeah. people don't see it. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> yeah no yeah but and uh in terms of the so one thing that i wanted to mention or actually talk about is uh the backpacking thing when you were talking about like you put 40 pounds like right off the bat oh yeah it was stupid yeah was, <laughs> um yeah i just like had cheap like budget i'd never gone before i'm like yeah i'll just i'll just do this um yeah, and I brought like I lugged like a tripod out there and a film camera and a digital camera. Yeah, it was it was like forty pounds. It was ridiculous. Like, yeah, I just remember like just my knees buckling the second I put it on. I'm like, oh crap, what am I doing? <laughs> and what was worse is um, so I got to the spot and I decided to do it in like mid October, so it was like really really cold. It was like twenty six. And I thought I was going to die. I was like shivering all night. And I'm like, why the heck am I out here? Um, I was hella scared too. It was just like really eerie being by myself, like just out in the woods. I'm like, man, this goes against everything that everybody's ever told me to do. You know, growing up, you're like, oh, don't do it by yourself. It's not safe. You know, and especially as a woman, they're like, oh, you can't go alone. Like, you know, you're a woman, you can't go. And, you know, it's like being told that your whole life. And then, you know, you'd be like, well, I'm going to go anyway. It's still like feels a little bit off and you're like oh crap why am i doing this but yeah it was it was really scary and i was shivering and i was just sore from the backpack and i peeked out my tent at one point and i just saw the milky way just above the lake and i had this feeling of being like so small and insignificant and i took such comfort in that i'm like oh thank god i don't actually matter that much like it just um it made me feel the world better. I'm like, you know, the world just keeps going regardless of what's going on in your life or happening. Like the world keeps going. And that, that was a kind of a feeling that seemed to, um, it was weird. Like it, it happened that night, the first night I solo backpacked. And then a month later it happened, uh, when I learned I lost my house and I ended up going, I think I found out like like a, the night prior and then the next morning I had to go to the, the mall because I had put these glass gauges in and they irritate my ears if I sleep in them. And I was like, I, my gauges cannot close. Like I've lost everything. I'm not losing my gauges. So I had to go to the mall and buy some silicone ones. And it was the weirdest feeling being in the mall, knowing I'm homeless and everyone around me is just going like normal. And I'm like, what the hell is going Like, what is that? And it was kind of the same feeling of like, the world goes on. And 
at first it was really depressing because I'm like, guys, like, hello, you know, I'm having the worst day of my life. Like, shouldn't you? But then I'm like, well, no one cares. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's just, it's a very small blip in the grand scheme of life. And yeah, it's like, well, okay, you know, it happened. You have no control over that. So you just get over it now. You know, you don't dwell on things that happened and you can't fit, you know, fix. You just have to move forward. And yeah, it was that feeling of being small and insignificant. And it, and I just, I find that to be so comforting in a way. Cause it's like, oh man, it keeps going. Like it, it's just going to keep going on. It's not the end of the world. It's fine. Like it's weird that, that feeling resonates every once in a while with things. And I'm like, oh, there that is like, I felt that before. So you had your, uh, what is it? Disconnect to reconnect moment, basically. Like you disconnected from, yeah. Know, and also not by choice. Cause you know, obviously yeah no but but now it's weird i put myself in situations where i really have to accept that type of adversity and i enjoy it you know yeah. it was like when i lost my home all i could focus on is like gotta find a new home gotta find a new home and then that didn't feel right i'm like just gotta move back just gotta move back and then i move back and I'm like that doesn't feel right and then i'm like gotta get out of the tra <clears throat> trailer and i'm like this isn't right either and it's it's because maybe like it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> the home doesn't matter because that's not where my heart is. My heart's not in it. My heart's in backpacking. So it's like, you know, another, another thing too, is it's like, don't just do things because people expect you to and like be totally okay with like being that weirdo. That's like, no, I don't want kids. And I kind of actually just want to like maybe live in a van or like live on the trail or like not really have a stable situation. Like <laughs> I, I think that that's okay. And yeah, I think that a lot of a lot of people too. I feel like a lot of depression too comes from just like the weird societal pressures that are put on you. Absolutely. You know, to do certain things and be certain ways, and it's like you can fake it pretty well, but at the end of the day, it's like you know that that's not you, and then you're just feeling really unfulfilled and really sad, and then you don't know why. And you're like, you know, your life your life is empty, and you're you're wondering why, and it's because you're not really being you. Absolutely, um, and. Uh... It's really like when you're facing adversity, um, like, I mean, generally speaking, of course, people, uh, I, I think where we make the mistake is that we don't ask, okay, how can I do this? How, what can I do to make this better? Or what can I do to get through this? We don't ask those questions to ourselves. Sometimes I think that's the, you know, the pitfall, right? Like, cause we, instead, instead of thinking that way, we think, oh, well, uh, okay. Life sucks. It's not getting any better. Why me? Everything sucks. Yeah. Why me? Yeah, exactly. Why me? Life doesn't uh, care. <laughs> what happened? I said, because life doesn't care about you and bad things happen sometimes. Like, that's just how it is. You yeah. Accept that and move on and be the best you can be for it. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll be guilty at that. Like, sometimes I've, I've had that situation where it's like, why me? But then um, I was always kind of like a little self-contradicting because there's times where I would think, that way and then there was times where i'd be like okay i'm gonna get through this but it's like why can i be consistently on that spectrum you know like oh yeah i can always get through this <laughs> yeah i never understood that yeah i mean i flip flop too like just last week i was terribly depressed because it was smoky and i'm like oh god like why do i live here like my life is pointless and then i just went on like a really long walk and i feel totally better <laughs> so i do yeah. it too. everyone does yeah and like you know like, like i um yeah, it really it really does make you feel a lot better. Like when you like realize like, hey, this is this is where I'm at, and it's okay. Or you know, this is this is what's going on, and it's okay. Or how am I gonna get better? And like again, we fall in that pitfall where we don't think uh, positively in the sense that like, okay, 
positively and of course you know yeah realistically you don't want to be over optimistic <laughs> yeah 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 it's also a pitfall I, in my opinion but um like the, there's a I, I just started seeing uh, i don't know if it's a proverb or what it, what you would call it but you there's like a story of like uh twin boys they had an alcoholic father one of them grew up to be an alcoholic the other one never touched alcohol ever ever in his life they asked the alcoholic why are you like this it's like because i watched my father and they asked the sober one, like, why, why have you never drink? Because I watched my father. Mm. So it's like how you process, you know, I get, you know, perspective really is what determines. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because ultimately you don't have control over much. The only thing you have control over is your reactions. So Absolutely. You can have something terrible happen and you could go, oh, poor me, poor me, poor me. Or you can say, how am I going to make this work for me? Or, you know, how am I going to get out of this on, on the better side here? Um, yeah, it's, I think it's just how you react to things. You know, and so initially, you know, it's okay to be, like, upset, you know, of course. But I think as long as you come around to that point, eventually, you're, you're pretty good. I think, and that's another point to the, to the situation, to, like, to this, basically, right? Because, I mean, like you said, like, it's, it's okay to react a certain way in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how we process certain things is going on. And, you know, if you need to express yourself a little bit, that's fine. But then you got to be productive. You got to get on that yeah. pace. Can't get stuck. You get yeah. stuck, stagnant, and you're not going anywhere. Yeah, and a lot of it, a lot of it is uh, complacency. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I grew up in a pretty deep, not a bad area, but pretty bad area. And uh, yeah, I saw people that were conformed to just getting by. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not me. This is not going to be me. Like, um, and it's no offense to anybody that I grew up with, but it's just like this is just not what I want to do. Like, uh, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I uh, like. At the time, I, I didn't think of the word purpose, right? But uh, part of it was like, this is not my purpose. Like, I don't know, like, just being stuck here, no way. Like, I got to do something. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting point, too. Um, yeah, cause I, they're, just going back to the thing I said about, like, societal pressures and stuff, you know, and it's it's kind of funny because once you're, per- you're, you find your purpose or you think you found it, but if it doesn't quite line up with, like, what you should be doing, all of a sudden there's all these like, oh, well, you're just young or you'll change your mind later or things like that. It's like, mm, I don't think so, though. Um, you know, it's like the the whole like, you know, get a go to college, get a degree, have a career, have a family, get a job, get a house, you know, get a car, get a house, all this stuff. It's like, yeah, that might be for some people, but it's definitely not for everyone, for sure. So it's like the one person's goals don't translate to another's. Um, I feel like we do an especially bad job of putting everybody in the same box in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, and it's funny that you brought up college because I, I agree hundred percent with what you just said. Like, I mean, I not, you know, I fell in that trap, but I was very fortunate that I got lucky or, you know, I don't know if I was lucky or it was just pure, you know, because I willed it, I was able to not get so much in debt. Right. But that's the problem that we have with a lot of people in debt and they're stressed out. Because like you said, societal pressures, you have to go to school, you have to go, you know, otherwise you're not going to make some, you know, something out of yourself. Meanwhile, people that are plumbers, electricians that never went to, to a four-year university or none of that stuff, they went to a trade school or making just as much as I am mm-hmm. after like X amount of years of experience. What yeah. the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I um, have a degree in photography, which I use just every day. I work in manufacturing. I never use my degree. I'm like, I do manual labor. So it's like, uh, don't use mm-hmm. 
but you know, I felt pressured to go through college because no one in my family had, and I was like the smart kid growing up. So it's like, oh, you're smart. You have to go. Like if you don't go, it's a waste. I'd hear that so much. Oh, if you don't go, it's a waste. It's a waste. And it's like, yeah, but I like art. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be a doctor. I want to like draw. Like, sorry, that's like what I. That's what I like. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of funny how all that works. It's like I don't really think it's all that important, really. You know, if you want to yeah. go, want to go. If you want a career, awesome. But if you just like want a kind of a day job where you just like work, you're not emotionally invested, and you just kind of work for your weekends or what have you. You know, what? that's fine too. Like, there's there's different people in the world, and you can just you know, like whatever makes you happy. You should just do. Ignore all that pressure shit. You know. Oh, sorry. If I can cuss. Yeah. <laughs> you're good you're good <laughs> no but yeah but but, you, but you're right yeah but i'm sorry my work ruined me because they just let me say shit as much as i want so i just say it all the time now <laughs> i'll be like in the store and i'll be like oh cashew's like what the heck did she just say I'm like i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> like, I have poor social skills my job's not helping <laughs> no you're, you're good um so but yeah like um some people are happy with just going to work, grabbing a beer after work, watching sports. That's perfectly fine. If yeah. that's what they honestly feel like, you know, they're happy. Yeah. Uh, I saw that like, uh, and not to badmouth anybody that goes to college and actually made a career and are fine. But I saw that that wasn't the end all be all, even though society was kind of making it be. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that was a little outdated or actually it is a, a little outdated because it's not the same as like, you know, like before where like, you know, things were a little bit better where you go to school and yeah, you know, you could be, you know, okay. Mm -hmm. But also we have the internet now. Like that's, that's the huge difference. Like we have the internet, like there's pros and cons to the internet, of course. And we've talked about, you know, the negatives of like Instagram, for example, but by the same token, you can use Instagram, you can use the internet to like, you have people that are drawing art, like in sand, or, you know, putting, like, there's videos of just, like, people putting different color sands and then making, like, a design at the end, like, and they get a bunch of views and, or they can sell, like, the art. Like, the other day I heard somebody, uh, I read somewhere that somebody sold an invisible painting for, you know, 18K or something like that. Well, I want to do that. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So it's, like, if you have that making money, like, anything can really make money if you really, like, put a lot of passion into what you want to do. Mm. I mean, you just have to find a way. Like, and sometimes it might be, some things might be harder than others. That's just what it is. I mean, sometimes there's a bigger market for something and it's a little bit easier to do it. Sometimes a certain market is a little saturated. So that means you just have to work harder to stand out. Mm. But hey, you got to put in the time into it. Yeah. I think sometimes too, um, you know, it's okay to do things just for not money. Like <laughs> also um, I get a question a lot. Um, especially at my work. Cause they're like, you know, you love backpacking and you love hiking. Why aren't you in the forest service? Or why aren't you a guide? Or why aren't you a ranger? Why are you a lot of things? And I just kept telling, you know, I keep telling people the same thing. I'm like, I don't want to make my passions my job because I'm worried that I'll grow to hate them. Cause once something becomes a job and once something becomes an obligation and you're doing it for like, you know, a tangible thing, it gets a little bit convoluted and I would hate for that to ever happen. So I'm always like, nah, you know, this is, you know, I don't want to do something that I'm passionate about. I'd rather just like have a job that I can tolerate. Like that's not horrible. That like still pays my bills and, you know, I like, and it's okay. And that's fine. Um, 
but yeah, I think sometimes there's too much, too much, um, focus on like, well, how are you making money? It's like, well, money only goes so far. It's like, that's why you see all these rich people committing suicide because it doesn't make you happy. It can make things easier, but ultimately I don't think it makes you happier, especially if you're doing something that you don't like. Yeah. I mean, cause, um, I know there's this, that saying that money doesn't buy happiness, which I, I'm not going to say that I agree with it or disagree with it because I feel it's a little bit more nuanced than that. Yeah. Because like, I mean, like you said, like some, we have to have some level of money to pay bills so we can do what we love. Right. Fortunate. I think it's when we get caught up in that rat race where we're just paying bills all the time and we don't do anything that we love or no outlets or just, That's what, yeah, working 40, 50, 60 hours a week because you got to get this new car because the neighbor has that new car and, you know, you're in this neighborhood, you got to paint your house or, you you know, you just, it's like keeping up with the Joneses and then it's like, okay, well, you're working 60 hours a week and you have a really awesome car, and, but you do you get to actually like enjoy that? Probably not because you're working all the time. And then when you get home, you're too tired to actually enjoy anything. It's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, what, why are you just collecting this crap? that like when you die, it doesn't even matter. Like, like I worked in a retirement home for a number of years and I saw a lot of people on their deathbeds and a lot of them, you know, said, I wish I did more. Nobody said, mm -hmm. I, I, I wish I had bought that house or I wish I had that better car or it was not, it was nothing like that. It was always, I wish I had done more. And that really like, resonated with me. I'm like, dang, like, yeah, why, why are we, trying to buy all these like new clothes and all this stuff to for not even for you just because it's like what you're supposed to do or because so-and-so has it it's like why are we even doing that and then you're and then you're just left on your deathbed with regrets because you spent your time doing that and not what you actually cared about yeah and uh yeah and honestly like uh to what you were saying like the uh, like about not making your job your passion is your job um the, yeah because and i do <laughs> not for I'm me sorry I said some people that works out great. Not for me. Not for. <laughs> well, it's because like there's like I feel like that, which is what I was gonna say right now. Like I feel like there was like a very very thin line that you have to kind of like straddle on, to, and you have to keep balance between, like you said, like making sure that even though it's your job, your passions are not gonna die. Mm -hmm. Like like uh, right now, um, in the wrestling. I mean, I watch wrestling. <laughs> uh, so I, in the wrestling world right now, there was like a big return kind of like, like, like a huge return, like to the actual industry. And where you know, the, the wrestler is, is, he goes by CM Punk and he left, you know, the WWE, which everybody knows what WWE is like the biggest one. Like if anybody knows a, like a little bit about wrestling, they know that what those letters stand for. But that was like the one that everybody wanted to try again on because, you know, it's the biggest stage that has the most exposure. He was on there for a while. He was not treated well, and ultimately he quit. And he didn't wrestle for like five or six years because, again, his passion was killed because of the job. Because yeah. it, like in that promotion, it was more of a job than it was him expressing himself through his passion. Yeah. Which he had done before going to that, and then now that he came back, like in in the very first, because you know how like they do like the promos, like they talk in promos and stuff like that. Nothing about sports. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not, I mean, you can even know, I don't even know if that's a sport like, itself. Like what's like promos like? <laughs> well, you know, like when like they're talking like to the camera or something, you know, like, oh, like they, little intro things. Yeah, yeah. Let's call them the intro things. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, so when he came back, uh, so there's a different promo promotion that started up, 
because, you know, four people, same situation as that guy, CM Punk, they were tired. The promotion was killing their passion. So they, they made their own promotion where they're trying to make it better, where it's like, okay, we don't control you as much as, you know, this this company does. I mean, there's some there's some rules, some guidelines that you have to follow, but outside of that, you're good. So he came back to that promotion, that guy CM Punk, very first thing he said, he goes, I had to leave the very first thing, the very thing that I loved because it made me sick. Hmm. Because again, I feel like that thin line where it's like, you know, it's hard yeah. to really balance it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for some people, it works great. You know, you see some people like super successful and they're doing what they love. And but I think to, you know, like even it's just the weird pressure you get. You're like, uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, you like this thing. You have to make a career out of it, make money off of it, monetize it. It's like, no, dude, I don't want to. Like, I just want to do it for the sheer enjoyment of doing it. Like, you know, I don't need a, I don't want to get anything tangible from this. It's like, I just want the experience mostly it's it's more yeah and yeah and there's two schools of thought i think because you have the one where it's a little bit more conventional i guess where it says like it's like oh make a lot of money now that way you can enjoy your your (laughs) 30s late 30s crepid and can't get out of bed (laughs) because that's what happens it's like i I saw it it's like you're you, you they save all this money and then they're old and can't do anything and it's like what (laughs) like i'm not waiting until i'm 65 like if i even make it that far you don't know it's like why not like live now so yeah and there there is that one that because that school of thought is a little outdated because yes that's what that's what i was thinking about whenever when i first heard that like right make your own money now like why do i want to focus so much on like making my money now i want to enjoy like my youth right and uh but i think it evolved now because of again the internet so there's a lot younger people like in early 20s that are making money and stuff so there's that kind of school thought and then there's also the one where it's like if you work hard on your passions you will make the money to keep it going but Mm -hmm. then it goes back to what you're saying about the job you know you know your passion being your job so it's like it's 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 a lot of things you know being encompassed it's a lot more nuanced than just like hey make your money you'll enjoy later or hey work whatever your your passion is and you'll make your money Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's a fine line, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's super complicated. I mean, and and the thing is, like, like uh, we're all wired differently mentally, so it's like yeah. one blueprint will work for somebody, or maybe ten, totally. hundreds. Yeah, it's like just because the majority seems to do something doesn't mean that that's what, like, the answer is. <laughs> like, you know, for example, you know, it's like I'm 28 and. I don't want children. And everybody is always like, oh no, you'll change your mind. No, you'll you want kids. You just don't know it yet. Or it's like, no, why do I have like why does it matter to you? Like, dude, it's my life. Like, who cares? But you know, I feel like you get that with it with any kind of thing that like the ma- vast majority isn't doing. You know, I've gotten all kinds of questions like, oh, well, why do you have tattoos on your hands? It's like, well, because I like them. Like, yeah. What's the matter to you? Don't like if you don't like it, don't look. <laughs> like who cares? <laughs> like focus on yourself. I feel like a lot of people spend time focusing on others, and it's like, man, if you took that time and you like spun it around and focused it within, like you could probably make a lot of progress. You know, be be a little introspective. Yeah, um, I mean, believe it, believe it or not, it happens a lot in the fishing community. Uh, some yeah. people get mad because <laughs> Nick's told Wait. me. Yeah. 
So it, it, it's oh man, like it's a little upset. It's a little upsetting because like I think it happens a lot in a lot, you know, a lot of different communities. Just Probably, yeah, yeah, everywhere. Because you know, again, it, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like with fishing, it's like oh, this lure, you know, it's garbage. It's just for this, or this lure is that. I'm like, dude, just let people fish however the hell they want to fish. Yeah, I think it's like that in every community. Because even in backpacking, you know, it's like you got to be ultra light and. I mean, I am on the lighter spectrum, but I'm not doing it to be trendy. I'm doing it because I'm 104 pounds and I literally cannot carry that much weight. Like, I'm tiny. So it's like, I don't want to be injured and I want to have fun. So it's like, I'm going to have a light pack. But, you know, you get these elitist communities and they're like, oh, if you're not sub nine pounds, like, I can't talk to you. Or like, oh, you have an REI tent. You know, they look down on that and it's just like, dude, like, who cares? It's not your trip. You know, if they want a whole, you know, 40 pounds of stuff and they're having fun doing that, let them. What's it matter? It's, yeah, I think it's just in every community, every aspect of life. It's just this constant, like, comparison. It's, it's just really unhealthy. All right, speaking of of backpacking weight, I have a question. So, because I am a very indecisive person, so I've tried making <laughs> survival bags, like, you know, especially because, like, in Texas there's tornadoes, and then right now what we have with COVID and a bunch of other stuff. Um, so <laughs> would you put cans of tuna in your backpacking backpack? Not cans. I, put, I would put tuna packets because they're lighter and the trash is less bulky. But like if I was car camping, a can of tuna wouldn't be the end of the world, I guess. Well, I'm a dumbass and I put two giant stacks of can of tuna in my backpacking thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's I wouldn't do that. Yeah, my mom, my mom actually, that's a funny that's funny that you brought that up because my mom recently started like canning and pressure cooking. They're, I don't know, they're kind of preppers a little bit. And I'm like, that's cool, do your thing, mom. But uh, she's like, I'd love to mail you guys canned goods because um, Nick and I are, are hiking the PCT next year. And she's like, I'd love to mail you some canned goods. And I'm like, please don't send me cans, mom. Like, I can't, I can't do that. And she's like, what about jars? And I'm like, no, mom, not, not glass jars either. <laughs> like, that's cute. I'm like, I can't. I can't bring those. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, can't like Dude, that's not gonna work. Like that's so heavy. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, and I brought two six can stacks, so we can imagine like I'm like, I I got this. And then when it actually came down to actually picking that bag up for because uh, uh I think maybe three months ago, I wanna say. Mm -hmm. There was a real realistic chance of like the tornado touching down the area where I live. And I was just like, oh, shit. All right. Trying to get the bag. And I picked it up. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, those are cans. <laughs> yeah. I forgot I had cans and like three heavy, heavy flashlights. And it was like. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <clears throat> I think I think Nick knows that I recently was trying to re-update my my bug out bag and it was for that reason because it was too heavy yeah i have one too in my trunk because during the fire i got stuck at work so i couldn't even make it home we heard that it was in town and i went to leave and it was like eh, you're not getting back and so i was like oh my god okay so now um because the hardest part about that was finding clothes my size because all i had was one pair of pants because like, i just had the clothes i was wearing and i mean people were like People were amazing. They were donating like all these clothes and it's so many bags of clothes. But all the women's clothes were like tube tops and dresses and like 
like I said, I work in manufacturing and I'm like, I'm not wearing a spaghetti strap to a machine shop. Like I cannot do this is not going to work. So I'm no. like, I was just wearing men's clothes. Cause that's like what I could find. And it was like pants, especially was hard. Cause I'm tiny. And like, I went to Rite Aid and they didn't even have my size pants. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I guess we're the same pair of pants for a week until I figure something out. Like say so I've got pants, like two pairs of pants in there. Cause I won't do that. Again. <laughs> There like, you go. I need his pants and I'm good. <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. And I mean, maybe a t shirt. <laughs> and a t shirt? Yeah. <laughs> no spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> and, and like, honestly, like, um, I know the whole prepping thing sometimes have a, has like a negative connotation. You just cause like, oh, you see the, the show like Doomsday Preppers and all that stuff. So you think, oh, these guys are a bunch of crazy people. It's cool. I mean, my, my family is, but they're, I love them. They're great. <laughs> but. I, pretty cool it's like man might as well like i mean i'm building a camper van because i'm like man if i ever have to evacuate like i need somewhere to sleep so i'm like well if i build this van like i'll have somewhere to sleep and that problem will be solved and like yeah i'm good i don't need anything else <laughs> like i got a water filter i just need to find a creek like you know i can just eat powdered mashed potatoes that's fine like it'll be okay it yeah, I mean <clears throat> that's basically it. I mean, it, and the word prepper has a negative connotation, but there's nothing wrong with doing that. Like, yeah, I have a smoker now, and I need to start making some jerky. That way, I can cryo vac that, and yeah, you know, and I could pack that in my bug out bag for sure. Yeah, you'll be living large. You could like sell your jerky to other other like refugees or something. Could be like, okay, what don't I have that they have that I want to trade my jerky for? And it'll be like mm -hmm. a hot body item because nobody's got that. So I think yeah. you're that, yeah. Like, I'll trade you this piece of jerky for that bottle of water or something like that. Yeah, you're like, oh crap, you ran out of whatever. I'll just trade my jerky for it. Yeah, and I'm and I'm learning stuff like that because at the end of the day, um, you know, we're prepping, but we're also it's also about being accountable and being self-sufficient. Oh yeah, being self-sustained is so important. I learned that backpacking, like backpacking solo, especially because it's like, you know, if you if you fuck up, like. No one's going to help you, but you, like, you got to figure it out because you're by yourself and you're 40 miles away from anything. And you're like, oh, shoot, like, what do I do? So it's like, I think that that's really important to just be as self-sustained and independent as possible. And it's like, yeah, if somebody calls you a prepper, who really cares? You know, it's just, that's your thing. I think it's cool. I think it's, I think it's a really good idea because you never know what's going to happen, you know? And if, if God forbid something did terrible, you know, terrible did happen, you know, at least you, you would have a chance. Like, you know, you know, like me, I'm always like, okay, like if I was homeless, like I would go to this bridge and I'd sleep under it or I'd like take my van here or it's like, you know, you always have a plan. But I think that that's important, you know, cause it could happen. I learned that during the fire, like crazy shit happens all the time to normal people and you don't see it coming. It just like kicks you in the face and now you're in it. <laughs> it's better yeah. to with like a good set of skills at least, or like an idea. No, yeah, and that's an important lesson. Learn, learn some skills that you can apply when sh you know it hits the fan. Oh yeah, and sure, because it will. <laughs> it will, and I, and I think uh, that and not being complacent. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yep, for sure. Because, like you said, you never know when life might hit you, and it's like at the, that point, life does not care about you. Like you said, no, no, so. yeah, I'll look out for you because if you don't, what yeah. else is going to? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's nice when 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 uh, humans get into a community and they also help each other. It's super nice. Yeah, and I mean, not but don't to, always count on it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, it's like not to undermine that at all. You know, I saw like 
I, I, the fire helped me restore my faith in humanity. Like I, I can be a little bit cynical sometimes. I just get really impatient with people and just like the dumb stuff they do. And I'm like, come on, like, why does it have to be like this? Like that's, I'm an introvert. I just want to be by myself and just the generosity and kindness of the people after the fire, like, you know, complete strangers, like it really humbled me. And I saw the good in humanity, but at the same time, you cannot rely on that. Like you got to be so thankful for that and just feel so blessed, but you cannot rely on that because it might not be there. It's just a pleasant surprise if it is. Definitely. Now mm -hmm. on that note, we are four minutes before the hour mark. So uh, this is normally the time where I take to kind of wrap things up, but do you have any final thoughts, any, uh, you know, anything you want to highlight from that we talked about earlier? Um, I just encourage everybody to be themselves, I think. Yeah, <clears throat> it's important that whatever endeavor that you have, uh, you make sure that you, you, I mean, of course you, there's evolution. We go through that, whether it's spiritually, physically, or whatever. Uh, but like you said, like, stay true to yourself, because ultimately, I think there's a lot of wholesomeness that you can get out of that. And it's good for the body, good for the mind. Um, and you know, you can fortify yourselves. And also like we were talking about earlier, the key is self-accountability and self-sufficiency. Like we want to be self-sufficient mm -hmm. that way we're ready for anything that life throws at us unexpectedly. Or we throw it ourselves. <laughs> or we throw ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I've had that habit where I kind of make some bad decisions and I'm like, Oh, well, I look at the situation I found myself in. Yeah. What I basically did is I'm like, Ooh, that was some adversity that I didn't handle well. I'm going to keep throwing adversity at myself until I'm good at it. But see, that's different than what I was referring to because I knew that like my decision was stupid and it was going to lead to a bad situation in the future and I still did it anyway. <laughs> Whereas like you are at least, you know, you're putting yourself in that situation as a way of improvement. Mine was just recklessness. Well, okay too. It's, it happens. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it there. It makes for good stories after the fact that you survive. But you know, I've been there for sure too many times. I'm like, yeah, so I did this thing and it turned out really bad, but I had a good time. <laughs> like looking back, it wasn't that bad, but the time not so fun. Yeah. So uh, let everybody know where they can find you because I know you do have an Instagram page. I am blanking on the name. Is it hike more? Yeah, it's hike underscore more. There you go. I remember it was that. And uh, also, I know that you and Nick are going to go, are prepping for a big, a huge backpacking trip. Mm -hmm. I think it's like a few months, right? Yeah, so about five and a half, six months. We're going to do the Pacific Crest Trail next year. Okay. That's next year? What Like what time next year? Uh, in April, sometime in April. Yeah. Okay. I definitely want to have both of you guys on at the same time <clears throat> before and after that. That way you guys can talk about that trip because that seems like there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, like you said, you're always welcome on the podcast if you ever want to talk about anything else that's mental health related or outdoors related. Um, awesome. You know, you. that's the whole point of this. And uh, yeah, like, I mean, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Appreciate you like spending, uh, making time for for this. So. Of course. Yeah. All right. So for everybody else there's, that's still watching and still listening, we appreciate your support. Uh, please, if you like the, this episode or any other episodes, please please go ahead and share, like, and subscribe, whether in YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. Uh, your support allows these conversations to keep going, and you know they're definitely really good conversations. So we appreciate any support, and be on the lookout soon because there's going to be merch coming up soon. Again, all to support the podcast and keep it going. 
but yeah, and I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I know I did. And Maddie, you know, say goodbye to everybody else. And yeah. All right. Thanks again. All right. So before we cut off, uh, stay on for like a, you know, two minutes, but yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Talk to you guys soon.